0: Oh, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie.
1: You like scary movies?
2: Uh-huh. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho,
3: mama. Talk is me. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and Halloween. And even Duff McKagan is getting into the spirit. He's got a Halloween twofer for us for the uh, super spooky, scary joke of the week. Am I, I going to die? Am I, I
2: going to die? Chris Jericho, Duff McKayton calling you uh, uh, on this Halloween week. I got a Halloween twofer for you. First of all, what's a cow with a cold say? Boo. Okay, that was... What makes trick-or-treating with twin witches so challenging, Chris Jericho? You never know which is which. You never know which is which between
3: which. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I like that. You never know which is which. Oh, Duff is the best. Happy Halloween from Duff McKagan and all of us here uh, on Talk is Jericho. Make sure to tell that one during your Zoom video Halloween party tomorrow night if you have some. And if you're in Los Angeles and are looking for some adult Halloween fun, go hang out with the Last Drive-In crew, Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy the male girl, who also happens to be my guest today. We're actually going to hear from Joe Bob as well. They're hosting the Haunted Drive-In Spooktacular at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena on Halloween night, October 31st. There's going to be a horror movie film festival, a full-on zombie attack, and a chance to safely meet Joe Bob, Darcy, and the crew, get some autographs, take some pictures. They're following all the COVID rules and CDC guidelines so you can enjoy Halloween at the drive-in. See some great horror movie shorts. Get attacked by zombies on Saturday night. Doors open at 8 p.m. Reserve your spot at joebobshaunteddrivein.com. Use the promo code DRIVEIN10 to save 10 bucks off admission. That's joebobshaunteddrivein.com. So go check that out if you're in the L.A. area. And get ready for the top 10 horror movies as chosen by me and Darcy the male girl as well. Uh, We both put together a list of our top 10 favorite horror movies. Uh, in no particular order. We also included a few honorable mentions because it was very hard to just pick 10. We're going to go down our lists, reveal our picks, explain our reasoning, and share some great trivia about those movies. And by the time this show is over, you'll have 20 great horror movie suggestions to have uh, your own private film festival tomorrow night on Halloween. Actually, the whole weekend is Halloween weekend. Actually, you're going to have more than 20, though, because we have a bunch of additional picks from Corey Taylor, Rich Ward, uh, AEW's The Blade and Allie, Uh, siren drummer Ed Aborn and of course Joe Bob Briggs of The Last Drive and the uh, expert on these type of films he sent his picks in as well, his top three and that's where we're going to start today Joe Bob Briggs and his top three must see horror flicks
2: I'm Joe Bob Briggs and if I had to name three of my favorite horror films it would be Basket Case would be number three and um, Hellraiser would be number two There's no uh, question about number one, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The 1974 one, not any of the other 17 of them.
3: So it is uh, Halloween season, and you know the theory and the theme of Talk is Jericho. During Halloween is we always make some very scary uh, shows. This is number two in the week of Halloween, and we're going to talk about the top ten horror movies of all time uh, with Darcy the Mel Girl from The Last Drive-In. Joe Bob Briggs is a partner in crime. Hey. And you know about as much as... You actually, you know way more about certain horror movies than I do. You're wow. kind of an expert. You, like you and Eli Roth are the two kind of go-tos for horror movies that I've met.
1: Wow, that was a huge compliment coming from you. Thank you.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's why I thought, well, if we're going to try and figure out the top ten... We did a a Stephen King Top Ten a few months ago with Jojo Feeney, who's also a huge fan. That's where you get some great perspectives. But this is such, obviously, a much broader spectrum than Stephen King. Yeah,
1: this is hard, man. Like, (laughs) we didn't
3: have any rules of, of no certain genres. I mean, whatever your definition of horror is. And I just started writing them down. And then started kind of refiguring it and recapsulating I it. I know. You know, it's like, which one do I choose and which one do I take away? So we, we decided that it's going to be top 10 with two or three honorable mentions.
1: So do you go top 10 that you like personally or think are the best?
3: Well, the, my favorite. Okay, yeah, the that's top what I did ten too. Yeah, the top 10 horror movies according to me. Cool. Because if someone else tells me that, you know, The Exorcist is the best ever, Ugh. I don't rate it. So I would say <laughs> that's your opinion but not mine, right? So. Right. This is our top 10 favorites. But how did you even start to make your list?
1: Well, the first few were really easy because, you know. I your love- all-time
3: favorites, you just go right straight yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So then it's like, well, I just need a couple more. And then it's like, ah. Mm. But like narrowing it down to a couple more is so hard.
3: Yeah, it really is. And that's why we said, okay, because the, this, these are not in order except for the.
1: I was actually mad at you when you said that. Like, like it was a cop-out to so not do oh. order. But I'm actually really happy because okay. that would have been so hard. If like, you, if you no. want to do them in order, you're no, welcome no, 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 to no. it. No, no.
3: Yeah, because that makes it even harder <laughs> exactly. to try and figure that out, right? So that's why I was thinking the, the, the number one, the top one, should be your absolute favorite. But other than that, the rest is pretty much kind of-
1: It's good enough that they're in there.
3: All across the board, yeah. Because I've seen, Jesus. I don't know, 300, <laughs> 400, 500, 1,000 horror movies. I'm sure you've probably seen just as many, if not more. In so many different styles and genres and all that sort of stuff. So we'll discuss them as uh, as we continue on. Because last drive-in, you've just fil- finished filming season two, three?
1: Yeah, I guess we could say that. Because we had everything's different because of COVID. So we had to right. film everything in a big chunk. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we just finished season three. And the Halloween special is coming out. I guess, when is there?
3: This is it's October 30th today.
1: Oh, okay. Then.
3: Halloween special it already here <laughs> Sorry But um, when is the, Do we know when the third season Is going to start
1: Well I don't know how much I'm supposed to say okay, um, well, we'll just We do, have a couple specials Coming up we know we got Before the season starts Gotcha
3: Okay <laughs> And I was involved In season two And I'm not going to say What movie it is But trust me when I say That movie is not On the list of the greatest <laughs> Movies
1: of all time Well do you mean season two Or season three Am
3: I season three
1: You did so, yeah. I think we're, oh, we Oh, okay. That. I
3: missed season one. Well, whatever, whichever whichever the newest season is, yes. that's the one where the movie I'm is sorry definitely about not that. on this list. I'm
1: so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay.
3: I did it because I'm a friend of the show. I appreciate it. Um, so I'm just going to let's just jump in here, I think, Darcy. And I'm, I'm going to go uh, with my honorable mentions first. And I'm not going to say them all at once. We can kind of go back and forth. And when you give your opinion, we can discuss for a bit. All right. But I'm going for, for, for it's a very kind of almost an obscure horror movie from Ty West. It's called House of the Devil. From about 2009. Have you ever seen it?
1: Of course. We, we showed it on the show.
3: Did you? Yeah. Okay. I thought the movie was great. You didn't like it?
1: That's all right. You thought it was it's boring? Right. Yeah, kind of. It's, I, I know a lot of people love it. It's just not my personal style. It has cute moments, but it's kind of like...
3: Gotcha. Well, it's not on your list. It's on mine. And I love it because it's very it's very slow moving, but it captures a really, really cool right. vibe <laughs> of like, you know, it's kind of a late 80s type of, of a show. They use the fix for the music and they have like, you know, D. Wallace Stone is in it as the landlord. And and of course, it just leads to this chick who is uh, taking a babysitting gig in a remote farmhouse because she needs some extra money for her new apartment. And the farmhouse is inhabited by demonic people, shall we say, and, and, you know, leads to a very... Crazy ending But I really like that movie but, but like you said It's a slow one You know it's, it's almost like The Shining or something Which is not on this list But if you
1: if Shining's you, not on your list It's
3: not, it's not on my list what? But that, that's my first Honorable mention What's your first Honorable mention?
1: My first Honorable mention I'm gonna go Pet Cemetery 2 Ooh,
3: With Edward Furlong Yes Why yeah. 2 over 1?
1: I love both But part 2 is just so much I don't know It's just fun And silly And I would recommend That to anyone
3: And part 2 is kind of Uncharted Waters too Because there's no book to read. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: So it was like a surprise when I saw it. It was like, this is fun. So it's always interesting awesome.
3: when they do a sequel <laughs> to a book that hasn't been written. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's completely like that.
3: Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, I you remember, like it too? I, I like the movie, yeah. I, I might go with Pet Cemetery 1 just because of that scene with... Um, Gabe, where he, where he, oh
1: Lord, there's no that's spoilers I can't on the show. With oh, it, so it's terrible. So sad. It's so. Sad.
3: Oh, it just cuts his Achilles right there. Herman Munster goes oh, down. Oh, that. Oh, you're talking about the kid getting. Yeah, that's a terrible scene. Them. Yeah, terrible it's scene. Uh, another. Um, uh, I'm just gonna throw it in the, in the honorable mention category. Is Amityville Horror 2: The Possession? Okay. With Burt Young, and um, the reason why this is on my list, even though when I when I looked it up today, it has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of eleven percent.
4: Wow! <laughs>
3: but here's the reason why it will always stand up for me. This might be the same for some of your choices. I saw that move, this movie, in the theater when I was a kid. So I remember going for my friend's birthday party or something, and it was there was a, a run of movies. Like one movie we went to was First Blood, the original Rambo. Mm-hmm and then a couple weeks later some of the kids birthday and it was Amityville Horror too. So when you're like, you know, 1982, when I was 11 years old and you go see a movie where, you know, the brother gets possessed and shoots and kills his mom and dad and his brother and his sister and it's hardcore. pretty pretty hardcore. That's pretty and especially under the guise of demonic possession. And I grew up, you know, Ukrainian Catholic where, you know, d- demons and, and and demonic possession was something that was discussed. So I've always been, and you'll see by my list, I've always been a little bit freaked out by by demonic movies Possession movies More so than monster movies Because to be Possession movies Could be real
1: Yeah Anything that involved religion Always freaked me out
3: Yeah Because you never <laughs> quite know Like if you read the yes. bible Or know anything There is people that Succumb to this stuff So For sure Like I said I would never watch it back now Like I used to love Batman When I was a kid The series Pang, bam, poop, I'd never watch it again because I know it's for little kids. But this one what? might be. No,
1: you should watch it. I should, it's, it, still great, yeah. it? Okay. it's still great. Yeah. Okay. Still great. It holds up.
3: You're probably friends. You were pro- you were probably friends with Adam West.
1: Oh <laughs> well, I talked to him a few times anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for your next honorable match how, how many honorable matches do you have, by the way?
1: Well, I narrowed it down to three because okay. that's what you said. But that yeah. was really hard to. I
3: might have actually made a mistake and had four for mine. But but go ahead.
1: I'll allow it. All right, thank you. <laughs> Mine is one that I thought was going to be in my top 10, but I did rewatch it, and that was a mistake. So now it's it's down to honorable mention, which is Sorority House Massacre 2.
3: Wow. Is I, that the one? Oh, that's not Slumber Party Massacre.
1: No. Oh, no. That one sucks. <laughs> I know you hate that one, yeah. yeah. And you actually made me like it a little bit less, so thanks for that. <laughs> <By> <laughs> so what happens in Sorority
3: laws.
2: House
3: it's, it's
1: pretty straightforward, but it was like, Kind of the way you did. It was like the first kind of like real TNA type drive-in horror movie, right? No, and this one has like amazing TNA. It's like great. It's Jim Wynorski, Jim who's like known for that, and he just rocks. It has like Savannah porn star. Oh stuff. wow! Like yeah, so it's like super classic, but also it has an actual interesting plot and some humorous moments, not enough to be like horror comedy, mm-hmm. but still. Really just entertaining. And it's interesting
3: to me, like, we have a club with some of my friends where we watch, like, 80s teen sex comedies. And it's amazing how many of them there are, for one, and how many of them I never saw. You know, it's and it's the same thing with, like, the 80s teen sex comedies and 80s horror movies were were neck and neck. And I have not seen this movie before.
1: you never seen this? No. Holy shit.
3: I got to check it out.
1: Yes, you do. Yeah. You definitely do. Sorority. You're going to like it.
3: Sorority House Massacre. The
1: only problem is it doesn't have, like the kill scenes are kind of like off camera, which is like, you know, blood yeah, splattered s- on the wall. But, but, but sp- if, it, if it didn't have that it be like, but a still, though,
3: no. because I mean, some of them, the kill scenes, as we'll discuss, one of my favorites later, the kill scenes are awful, <laughs> but you know, sometimes maybe it's better if it was. Well, just I off-screen. took points off
1: for an off screen kill, but oh, okay, else is
3: great. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna go my next uh, um, honorable mention House of a Thousand Corpses.
1: Nice,
3: I equate it to a wrestling match where the heel gets the heat at the beginning, then the heel gets the heat in the middle. And then the heel gets the heat at the end and then kills all the baby faces. The end. Okay. Like there's nothing, nothing good happens to anybody in this movie.
1: No. Yeah. It's...
3: And the first time I saw it, I was like, just disgusted. Like, what the fuck is this? And I'm friends with Chris Hardwick and, um, Rain Wilson mm-hmm. who are both in that movie. And I think it's rain that gets turned into a half man, Ooh, half yeah, fish. Right away. And, and Hardwick <laughs> gets like his hair like cut off with a scalpel. Yeah, and it's just like, those
1: are brutal man it,
3: dress up in a bunny. And it's, it's just so awful, you know? And, um, but but in retrospect, it's one of those movies that you can't stop thinking about. And you just realize, like, like Rob is, is really committed to this, to do this. Because it's just, it makes you feel dirty watching it. It's like it's watching di- a snuff film or something.
1: I had that experience when I first saw it. I was like, oh, man, like, this is just wrong and too much. Like, this mm. is over the edge. But then you can't stop thinking about it. And you go back and watch it. And it's like, well. Yeah. I can see the merits in this. And now that it's been, like, so many years later since it came out, it's like, no I freaking love it like what was I ever thinking it was, but it's not it, too much at all it's also
3: one of those ones that his his first movie in my opinion was his best like he's made some other good ones but to me, that's still the one that I always go back to it's it's my like, favorite too. you know it's like so like mm. but, it's so um,
1: different than the others. it
3: really is it really is And like I said just the fact that like there's no happy ending for that one if you guys are watching at home so um, I think that's my third honorable mention how about you
1: I'm gonna go with urban legend wow yeah
3: that's quite a call.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just like it. It's underrated. I think uh, I'm shocked when I mention it and people haven't even heard of it. I'm yeah. like, are you kidding? Like like the opening scene, it had me from there with um, Brad Dourif. Just, just misunderstood trying to help. But anyway, I don't want to give away spoilers. I don't remember. But <laughs> but
3: the one thing I remember that movie was the Pop Rocks.
1: Oh my God, yeah I was so scared of Pop Rocks And soda after I saw it And I this, finally tried it it didn't, it didn't kill me Didn't kill you Yeah, because <laughs> the,
3: the, 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 the theme of the movie Is that urban legends That actually kill people And the urban legend Is if you drink Pop Rocks With Coca-Cola Or something like that
1: I had never heard of that Until I saw the movie And then I was like <laughs> I remember hearing I? Something
3: about that <laughs> Wasn't there another one too Where like you, you look in the mirror And say like Hail oh, Mary or Bloody something. Mary, yeah. Mary. I remember that one.
1: I was really scared doing that. And Candyman. Candyman. Anything looking in the mirror is just fucking scary. Just
5: comes behind you, yeah.
1: yeah.
5: Hey, this is Corey Taylor, and these are my top ten horror movies of all time. Probably in no particular order. Let's go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the OG that's so good. It's just over the top and ridiculous and funny and fun and it's crazy scary Uh, Exorcist 3 I know this is under the radar But it's got one of the best jump scares of all time in it And George C. Scott's the shit Dawn of the Dead, uh, the original uh, Flyboy is the perfect anti-hero Lost Boys, Joel Schumacher's gem Incredible, made me want to be a vampire so bad Trick or Treat, the original from 1986 Sammy Kerr is the heavy metal monster So rad Horror of Dracula, the Hammer film from 1958. 62 years later, it's still rad, and I challenge anyone to prove me wrong. Aliens. I know the first one's amazing, but the second one is so over the top and yet still scary that it's it's just rad. From Dust Till Dawn, the, the ultimate gonzo horror movie. Starts out one way, ends up another, and you just you're still left thinking, Jesus Christ, what the hell happened? And then the last two... Are John Carpenter's masterpieces. John Carpenter's The Thing, to this day, just an absolute clinic in tension and practical special effects. And the first one, The Grand Daddy of Them All, John Carpenter's Halloween, is amazing. And it's the blueprint for how to do a tense, crazy, scary horror movie. And that's it. All right, The Talk is Jericho Top
3: 10 Horror Movie Specials, being sponsored in part by The Breakfast of La Champion, Magic Spoon Cereal, the blueberry flavor, of course. And if you would have told me as a kid that I would still be eating cereal in the morning for breakfast as an adult, probably would have laughed in your face. But that's because I had no idea there would be Magic Spoon in the future. I try and eat healthy. Actually, my whole family tries to eat healthy. And now that I've found Magic Spoon, I'm able to start my day the Magic Spoon way. Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving, Magic Spoon has four great flavors: cocoa, fruity, frosted, and my favorite, blueberry. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free. You gotta try this for yourself. It's one of those too-good-to-be-true uh, products that is actually true. Just go to MagicSpoon.com/Jericho and pick up the variety pack and try it for yourself. And be sure to use my promo code Jericho at checkout to get free shipping. Plus, Magic Spoon is so confident that you'll love their cereal. They've backed it with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Jericho. Use my promo code Jericho for free shipping. Try it today. Your cereal bowl, spoon, and your stomach will thank you.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are about to enter world of darkness. world we're laughing. Death meaningless
6: And pain is God Woo! Hey, let's go Yeah
3: Okay, so I think I'm gonna actually Just make sure I'm gonna erase them As I go One, two, three So I got That's one, two, talk. three, four Five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten Okay Oh wait, sorry I got one more One more honorable mention Because I made a mistake I'm going to go with Zombie, uh, also known as Zombie 2, Lucio Fulci. As wow. an honorable mention? As honorable mention. And I took one out to put that in there, and I think you might agree with me. Okay. But But once again, honorable mentions could be in the top 10 anyways. I think the only reason why Zombie 2, uh, Zombie with an I, is not uh, top for me. This is a big, long, typical 70s, late 70s horror movie section Slow-ness. where nothing happens. Yeah. You know, you talk about slow. Like, this is just... Slow for the sake of slow, like nothing yes. goes on, but it does have one of the best kills in history, which of course is the famous eyeball into the splintered wood. Which I think I rented it in probably 1982 or 1983. It was one of the first like super gross deaths that I ever saw.
1: Yeah, and of course the zombie and the shark. That's great, classic
3: man. Yeah. Underwater zombie fighting a shark, and I'm wondering because the, the zombie, zombie wins. So, so, so I mean, does he kill really? the shark, or does that, is there now zombie sharks we got to worry about?
1: I don't know zombie shark movies.
3: Z- zombie Shark NATO will be the next one. <laughs> Look out. Keep it away from sci fi. Um, all right, it's the official top 10 here on the top 10 uh, best horror movies of all time. And Darcy, you are going to start with your number 10.
1: My number 10 in no particular order. Yes, that's okay. right. Okay. Actually, this is when I need your help because I can't decide. Okay. I, I originally put down Frankenstein. Because It's classic hey, and yeah, okay. but then that reminded me of Franken Hooker. <laughs>
3: oh my gosh, so
1: I'm like, do I add Frankenstein or Franken Hooker? Like, there's so one's an honorable mission, one's official top 10, and I don't know which is which.
3: I'm not gonna put ever put Franken Hooker over no. Frankenstein. It's so
1: good though,
3: it's it is good, and and now it's one of those ones that you mentioned. I'm like, ah, oh, it could have been on mine, <laughs> but. Frankens, Frankenstein, I mean, that's, is so classic. that's classic. And, and I appreciate you picking one of the classics, because I did not do that. But I would have to say Frankenstein. And have you ever seen the um, edited part that I just saw on Twitter? You might have posted it. With the... The little girl?
1: Yeah. I've only actually ever seen that version. I've never seen the, oh, I the didn't censored know. version. Was
3: that ever... Okay, maybe that wasn't censored.
1: It was, like, originally when it first came out, because it was so affected people so much but now I think a lot of the versions have it included
3: he basically is playing with the little girl and she's playing with a flower and he plays with the flower and then he grabs her like she's a flower and throws yeah. her in the lake and, and she drowns she yeah, that's but that's in the book though yeah if you ever read that book I can't remember who actually wrote it I don't remember but that, oh Shelly Shelley, Shelley. Shelley, Johnny, Johnny Shelley, or whatever his name
1: is. <laughs> I think <it's, laughs>
3: Was it Mary Shelley? It is, yeah. Is that what it is?
1: It's not but one of those. You know, wh- Johnny Shelley probably had part in it. <laughs>
3: it's not <laughs> one of those weird 1800s movies where Mary Shelley's a guy. Like, Mary's a guy's name? <laughs> no. It's, it's written by a girl. Okay. It's a girl. Which is probably crazy when you think about it, the fact that she was able to publish that. Like, back in those days, they didn't let women do a lot. For and sure. They mind-make a She was horror groundbreaking. Movie, yeah, absolutely. Good call on that. I'm going to go uh, number 10, and this is uh, one that just made it just a little bit over zombies. That would be Terrifier. Ooh.
2: Um,
3: by far the creepiest killer in a movie uh, in years, 20 sure. years, 25 years. That guy, David Howard Thornton, I think his name is.
1: He's so bad.
3: It's unbelievable. <laughs> and the thing about it, he did talk as Jericho, and he said that he did uh, a couple years at playing the Grinch. In theater for Christmas. Really? And if you see how he plays, he's very Grinchy, once you notice that. Very much the Grinch.
1: I can totally see that. He,
3: right now that you know that. Um, he that never,
1: has some amazing kills.
3: He never talks. He leans into his gimmick. He's riding a f- tricycle and honking his little <laughs> yes. horn. Yes. And, and the thing that's so, like when he kills somebody, he doesn't just kill them. He like stabs them a hundred times. Like the guy in the diner of Pizza Place is like, pop, pop, completely insanely crazy and like you said some of the, the best kills including the, probably the best kill that we've seen in a while uh, which is uh, the, well, the, the ladies upside down in a very <laughs> uncompromised <laughs> position and uh, not good and, and one, it's another one of those ones too where like none of the good guys live Like you know there's no spoiler alerts on this so don't get on my case I know
1: it's hard to know what to say
3: yeah the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 it, it, it's almost like a, a, a house of a thousand corpses like basically everyone dies I know. yeah
1: no happy ending here
3: there isn't <laughs> Number 9.
1: For me, I went Silent Night Deadly Night. Oh, wow. And that one was really hard cuz I had to put some Christmas movie I felt cuz I love holiday, horror holiday horror. Right. Um and I was really torn between Santa Slay and Silent Night Deadly Night.
3: Santa Slay with Goldberg?
1: Yes. Yeah, right. I love that movie. I've never seen it. It's so What? Oh god, it's so fun. <laughs> but like Silent Night Deadly Night, I went because it's classic too. Like it just Spawn so many other films, so.
3: Well, that's the thing too. Um, It's another very creepy movie because it's about this, you know, a guy who sees his parents or dad, yeah, parents killed by Santa by some like murder Mm -hmm. uh, crazy psycho Santa. And then becomes a crazy Psycho Santa.
1: It's like actually really emotional. Like I feel it, really you know, bad for him. I
3: agree. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with that. Which is part
1: of why it, it stands out for me. so great.
3: And, and once again, those are the type of movies when you feel something. Like, like you said, like even going back to House of a Thousand Corpses, it's not an easy watch. You feel it when you see it. And that's what I felt with Silent Night, Deadly Night too. That's a good, that's a good. Uh, th- th- like I said, once again, there's so many movies from that time frame between 81 and 85 that are so, you know, worthy of being on it's this true. list, you know? All right, I'm gonna go with. And once again, there are, no, there, there are no order, but I can't name some of these too close to the top. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, a J horror representation from Takashi Miike talking about audition. Really? Yes. Have you seen audition? I have. Oh my gosh, that is another one that just creeps me out. Hmm. Uh, it's about this guy who uh, he's 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 a widow and he decides to date again, so he holds fake auditions. To be his girlfriend and he decides on this one girl who's just a complete raging psycho <laughs> and she ends up cutting off his foot by tightening up piano wire and all she's doing is uh, i don't know what the word is in japanese but she's going
1: it always sounds like kitty kitty kitty
3: and it's just this fucking psycho it's just, it's it's so brutal like the scariest moment is is he finds all these clues like you know, a guy with prosthetic legs and a guy with two fingers and this other thing. And then finally you see her and she's had, she says nothing in her apartment other than a phone and a big bag. And eventually the bag moves and you find out she's keeping a person in there who's like now her her slave, like a dog, and it wants food. He's got no tongue, no feet. And she pukes in a dog bowl and he eats it like it's a freaking flaming dog.
1: It's stuff terrible. Man.
3: Yeah, I, I can't, uh, I, I, it's one of those ones I saw it once. I never forgot it, and I don't think I can see it again. Kevin Smith's Tusk was like that. Have you seen Tusk?
1: I have not seen it all the way through. Same I mean, I type it.
3: of thing where it's it's so ridiculous, but you can't stop thinking about it. And it's like, oh, imagine if that was you. Like you, you actually got turned into some kind of a animal. Like that
1: guy is so creepy. Oh, s-
3: yes, super creepy. It's like, um, uh, uh Reek on Game of Thrones. I can't remember with the guys yeah. in Tyrion. Is it Tyrion or a Theron? When he just turns him into a, like a, a house pet. It's just like, oh.
2: Creeps me out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Jericho? It is the bunny and the blade. And we have our lists here. We actually compiled two lists because we could not agree on the movies, even though we do have some crossovers. There's a a couple. There's a couple. Okay, so I'm gonna go first. Uh, These are not in any order. I couldn't. I could not number them because I love them all so much. But here we go. A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. I love Freddy in this one. He's so snarky and such an asshole, and it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Number two, we've got Jaws, which still scares the crap out of me. And not seeing the the shark throughout the entire movie, except for kind of like near the end, I thought was so brilliantly done, even though that wasn't really what they originally wanted. The third is Night of the Creeps. I absolutely love this movie. One of my favorite lines ever, thrill me. It just, any question, just thrill me, just thrill me. Next one is Scream, one of my favorite movies. The Monster Squad, I rented that movie every single weekend when I was a little kid. I was completely obsessed and wanted to be in The Monster Squad very badly. Uh, The next one is The Lost Boys, my favorite vampire movie ever. It's so good. We actually just did two rewatches of it recently. OG Halloween 1978, one of the best, scariest movies, still holds up to this day, and it has one of the best final girls ever. Laurie kicks some serious ass in that movie. Uh, Next up, we have Psycho. I think it still holds up. It's still super, super creepy. Love that movie. Uh, Next one is Prince of Darkness. Uh, Even though it came out moons ago, it still scares the crap out of me. I think it is one of the creepiest movies of all time. And the final one is Return of the Living Dead. I love Tarman. Tarman is my favorite. I think one of my favorite horror movie characters for sure. (laughs) All
2: right. Here is the Blades Top 10. Again, in no particular order. I also have uh, the original Halloween. It's the perfect movie. Number two, I have uh, more recent. It's Mandy with Nicolas Cage. Uh, I actually saw that in the theater with Andy the Butcher, and the Mandy actually has a lot of influence on our Butcher and Blade characters. And number three would be The Lost Boys. We just rewatched it recently, and I I realized I know that movie line for line, scene for scene. It's it's it's, it's perfect. It's so good. Cool. Uh, number four is Evil Dead Part Two. We also just rewatched recently, and it's just. I love the campiness and the hokiness. It's such a fun movie. And then I'll just follow that up with number five being Army of Darkness, the follow-up. Number six, I also have Return of the Living Dead. Um, it's just hokey, campy, fun. Number seven, uh, I have the original Alien. Uh, a lot of people can probably consider it more sci-fi, but I... I think
0: the original is a horror movie. Yeah, it's
2: got more It almost
0: made my list, too. Element. It's one uh, of the best.
2: Number eight is the original... I, I like a lot of OGs, too. Uh, like I have the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Number 9, more hokey fun with Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. So good. And then number 10 is the original Jaws. Again, just one of the most perfect movies ever made. And there you go. First, they tried burning me. (laughs) Then, they tried
1: burying me. (laughs) This...
2: This is my favorite. <laughs> they even tried holy water.
5: <laughs> but I just keep on
3: ticking. <laughs> What's next?
1: For me, I have Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors.
3: Ooh, good one. Is it? Great theme.
1: You're not a big fan, are you?
3: I'm not a big fan of of, of the of the Friday movies. But that one's one that, rem- that I remember because of the theme. <laughs> the
1: theme's badass, yeah. yes, but it's so good. The Dream Warriors are like you know misfits banding together, and so know.
3: they they band together against Freddy.
1: Yeah, Can they honestly, don't do a great job, but yeah. <laughs> but they have they all heart. die at the end. Yes,
3: they yeah. gotta have heart. <laughs> all right, so any, what's the best kill in the in Dream Warriors?
1: Man, it's got like the one. Um, Where he has like tendons make him a marionette. Oh, wow, that's so hard to watch. You remember Mm -hmm. that? Oh, God. The first time I saw it, I was just like, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Just because Mm -hmm. I don't
3: like rate them, I've seen probably all the way up until six. Actually, if Freddy vs. Jason is seven, I saw that too. So that's probably all of them. But here's where I lost it I can't remember which one it was where he serves up a piece of pizza. And all the pepperonis are. That's why I became a Souls? vegetarian. Well, yeah, and that's why I became a non-Freddy uh, Thirteentharian.
1: Oh, Freddy! <laughs> <laughs> but why? You just think that's stupid? I just thought it was dumb. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was late like, traumatic.
3: Yeah, I didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of patience for that. <laughs> um, okay, it's my turn. It I'm is. going with. Uh, there's two of these. It's the only one where I picked two from the same series, but they both get me, and it's going back to the possession thing. I'm going to go with uh, Omen, The Omen, okay. The Omen, The, the Omen, because um, it's, once again, talking with the Antichrist, which is something that we all heard about when we were kids, and it was right around the you know number of the beast, Iron Maiden, and all that sort of stuff, and even though it was back in 76 when it came out, when I was a kid, my parents went to see that in the movies, and when they came home, like I said, a babysitter, or whatever, I woke up, my mom was checking my head through my hair to no see way. if I had the, the number of the beast. My, my mom head. did that to
1: me, too. <laughs> really? Yes. Because I, I was born June 6th at 6 a.m., and she was, like, That's insane convinced. Right on the like, money? Like, right on the money. That's crazy. Right on the money. I know. She's like, yeah. You were born June
3: 6th at 6 a.m. Yes, sir. That's that's a little bit. yeah. You had Demon. To...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be.
3: Demon. <laughs> um, that's crazy. So, yeah. The, the thing is with, with the omen, though, as well, is it really holds up. It's a great movie. It's it's just enough seventies seventies movies like The Wicker Man, for example, are still super creepy because they've got that seventies type. I don't know if it's funk or or class or there's something to it. And plus, it's filmed in England, so it's got a little bit of weirdness from there too. But just the whole the whole storyline behind it and how the guy basically realizes that his son is the son of Satan. Gregory Peck in a great great performance. Great kills in that with the the priests with the things that everybody knows. The priest getting the steeple falling through him.
1: Yes, traumatize the, me.
3: Traumatizing, yeah, <laughs> and the, uh, the 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 the. The photographer who takes pictures that everybody has the thing.
1: I could never look at pictures after I saw that movie. I'm like, I will see death. Yeah. Like, I'm not looking at photos. You
3: got decapitated, <laughs> and then when, when they 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 jump the fence to find the the, the 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 skull the skeleton of the jackal and then the demon dogs come and Gregory jumps over the fence but gets gets caught on the spike and it goes right through his armpit and it's like that's some serious shit for a <laughs> 70s
1: movie. It's true.
3: Like it's terrifying. Like now we think like oh whatever. Like, can you imagine 1976? My mom Watching that movie, I bet you she was freaked. No wonder she checked my head after. She'd probably freak completely <laughs> out. Yeah, that was a creepy one, and, and uh, it's funny because one I, I of the uh, the horror conventions, actually Atlantic City, where we did the podcast with oh, Joe yeah. Bob. The guy, Harvey Stevens, who played Damien as a five-year-old, was there.
1: Oh, no way. Yeah, and he was oh, a big fan of it. mine. He came
3: and got uh, an autograph for his kids, and then I got an autograph of him.
1: Aw, and like, he's And he looks at
3: Saxe and he was. gray hair now, and Aww. he's older, you know? That's so sweet. Uh, what's your next?
1: Mine is Pumpkinhead.
3: Ooh. I haven't seen that one in a long time.
1: Oh, God. I just love that one so much. It's another one where it's like you get so emotionally invested that like you just feel so much during it, and then it has... The coolest monster in the history of monsters. Wow, To Pumpkin back Head? it up. Yeah, it's my favorite monster. He's so cool looking. And what
3: is Pumpkinhead? Is he a demon?
1: hmm Like gotcha. a vengeance demon. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time.
1: You need to rewatch it.
3: I do, I do. reminds me of another one uh, from the mid-'70s I remember seeing on TV. They used to show a lot of movies on TV that would freak you out. It was uh, Night of the Scarecrow.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
3: With Charles Durning. Yeah. yeah. He killed the, 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 I guess it, the mentally handicapped child. And then, I don't know if he comes back from the grave or... He comes back to kill all the guys.
1: It's, it's a lot that like that. him. It's yeah. pretty.
3: It's pretty heavy. Those seventies movies are messed up, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, next one. I'm going to save that one. Uh, I uh, I'll go with this one first. It might be a little bit, um, maybe a little controversial. Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Mm. I think the remake of Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder's version, is better than Romero's only because Romero boasts that seventies, as we spoke about. About 45 minutes where nothing happens. Mm-hmm. This one never does that. And it's got what I love. Another movie that I've, I chose is on this where the zombies aren't stalking, walking. They are chasing you yeah. and they will f- and murder you.
1: I think a lot of people will agree with you on that one. A lot of people like it better.
3: Yeah. Do, mm-hmm. do you feel the same?
1: I I can see, see arguments for coin? both. Yeah. I think it depends on which day you ask me. Yeah. So gotcha. today I'll agree with you.
3: <laughs> I still remember seeing the original Donna did. It's still one of the best kills ever is when the zombies... Coming from behind And you don't He's The chopper's going And you don't He doesn't Whoever's the characters Doesn't see The zombie coming And the zombie walks up a box And the top of the chopper Nicks the top of his head off And he just falls down That's amazing What do you got next? Prom night two Ah Hello Mary Lou (laughs) Yes
1: sir Which I kind of converted you to Right? Yeah 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 Yeah.
3: You you gave me some uh, Pointers on that one That's got a great a, A really great kill in it Which one? The Locker Room.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, what am I thinking? The that's my favorite kill of, like, probably ever. <laughs> yeah, like, the minute I saw that movie, I was just hooked. Actually, I saw the commercials for it, and I was like, one day I'll get to see that movie, mm. and it's going to be amazing, and it was.
3: Yeah, it's actually really good. It's a Canadian movie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: so much better than the original Prom Night, too. Well,
3: that's the thing. It seems like there was a lot of movies at that time frame that were sequels only in name,
1: yeah. Maybe this was definitely supposed to be not anything to do with it. And they kind of slapped. Easier to sell in. it that way. Yeah.
3: Yeah. What is the, what is the, another great kill on that one?
1: Um, well, I remember at the beginning where they made the, the one chick make it look like she hanged herself cause she was pregnant. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was pretty, that's pretty a, yeah,
3: That's pretty heavy it's, stuff. I know. Right? right. Like what the hell is going on in the eighties <laughs> where all these moral issues are coming after us? It's like, we just want to see some kills. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so next one for me. Um, now I'm almost getting kind of in order, but I'm going to go with Train to Busan, which is one that I suggested you to watch for a long time. I know. And you finally watched it. And what no, you think? I
1: didn't. Oh, you
3: didn't, still didn't watch it? No,
1: I never did get around to it. Oh, okay. It. I'm sorry.
3: Okay. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, well, you're, you're going to watch it at some I'm point. I'm
1: absolutely going to watch okay. it. It's on the top of my to watch list.
3: It's a, a K horror, not to be confused with a J horror, a Korean horror movie. Where once again the zombies are fast and they're quick, but this is one where they're all on a train, and you know, car by car by car. They but these things are insane, and then this another one too where you will cry
1: that when you watch I, this that, movie. That's my hesitation, honestly. Is yeah. everyone says that, and I don't want that much emotion. Like, just give me some zombies, <laughs> yeah. man. But the
3: the, the 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 Japanese and the Koreans really make heart not heart. Warming but heartful films, shall we say, and this one is one of them. Like, you, you will be. I showed it to my daughters, and they're like, Dad,
2: why don't you show us that? It's terrible, so. but
3: it's so amazing. <laughs> and, um, the sequel, Peninsula, just came out during the pandemic, and it's the first movie I saw in the theater in about six months. And it was great, too. It might even be better than Train to Busan. Wow. So, the really, really cool uh, way of doing things, and it's almost a lot like Walking Dead like, what happens uh, when the zombies? aren't your biggest problem. It's the other humans and how they oh, react. Really? And that's what Busan is thought. like that. Yeah, and then Peninsula's mm-hmm. like that as well. So I'm not sure what the director's name is, but it, it's really worth watching if you guys haven't seen it.
1: Well, I need to do a double feature now.
3: Yes. Okay, next, what you got?
1: I got one that it might be on yours too. Uh, okay, let's see. Sleepaway Camp 2.
3: Oh, wow, good. Is that on yours? Yeah, well, yeah of course.
1: <laughs> well, then we agree. It's freaking amazing.
3: It's, yeah, I mean, I'll just jump in with you yeah. here on this one uh, what, what do you like about it?
1: I don't know. It's just like it's so hard to explain what you like when you like movies. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. just like it's just fun, you know. And yeah. I love the original, but this one is just very different and just just a lot more interesting. The kills are funny. The Angela's hilarious. And- it's kind
3: of the epitome of once again of of that style of horror movie in the '80s. So we're mentioning a lot of kind of the silent Night, Dead in the Night, and then a little bit more of a of a darker theme. But this is. It's still dark because, like you said, Angela Baker is nuts, played by Pamela Springsteen, who is Bruce's sister. And we've done a watch-along of slipway Camp here, if you guys remember, with the uh, Team Tiger Awesome guys. And it's one of those ones where I also grew up with it. I saw this in 1987. Oh, wow. So other people watching were like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "Dude, no, this is great. Maybe it's because you."
1: How can you not like it? <laughs> like
3: I said, the the the, the, the TNA is amazing. Yeah. The kills are amazing. The 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 Angela's just offer rocker. I, I still one of my favorite moments is we get the the famous reveal of all the dead bodies in the shed, and then of course there's a random appearance of a Flotsam and Jetsam album for no apparent reason.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of random stuff like that, like the little. Um, Tribute to like the, the, the killers Freddie like Jason. Jason. Yeah, 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 but like it's like this is so cute and the, clever. The, I love it. The
3: theme song by Canada's own Anvil and my all time favorite kill where the hot uh, counselor who shows her, her boobs many times uh, <laughs> ends up uh, getting stabbed in the back by Angela for being a, a slut and then pushed with a stick down an outhouse where she comes up with leeches all over her face. Yeah. I don't know what's in the contents of an outhouse, but I guarantee leeches are not living in it.
1: I mean, couldn't they be? Like, yeah. where do leeches live? In like lakes and stuff. Kind of
3: thing? Well, yeah, but they also... Maybe
1: live- she put them there where they live there. Well, she so maybe
3: there? She, that was her leech collection.
1: Exactly. And she I was, was like, ready. But
3: I was, I was also too like, listen, if I'm getting, if I'm stabbed in the back and I'm getting pushed down by a stick, uh, maybe I'll just like take a breath and just go under underwater Pretend. for a bit and then
1: it's like oh you got me maybe
3: she leaves you know <laughs> it's terrible it's, the,
1: it's a hardcore death man
3: the fake flies like, because yeah. like, oh the outhouse is infested with flies and it's like it's really good um hopefully at some point joe bob and last drive-in will do <sighs> that
1: one God, i hope so and
3: and uh
6: we will sing uh, the Yay! happy camper song <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, i'm pushing for it so hard <laughs>
6: Hey, it's Rich Ward, the guitar player from Fozzie. And these are my three favorite horror movies on Talk is Jericho. Number one, John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween. It's the original slasher film. It's the introduction of the boogeyman, this character that they don't tell us anything about. There's no backstory. We don't know anything about him. And for that reason, we don't know how he can be beaten, how he can be destroyed. We just know he's evil and we get to project all of our fears onto this lifeless face that uh, the, the classic Jim Kirk mask that has no expression. And as they, Dr. Loomis says, the blackest of eyes. I mean, without Halloween, we probably wouldn't have the Friday the 13th. We probably wouldn't have uh, the entire slasher genre. If we did, it would look different. So, Bravo, Halloween 1978. My second favorite uh, film is also a John Carpenter film. It's called Prince of Darkness. It's a kind of lesser known John Carpenter film, but I love it because it explores the nature of science and religion and how they can work together to conquer evil. And in this film, there's the Catholic priest who discovers a secret that the Catholic Church has been hiding in an old basement of, a, of a Los Angeles Diocese. And uh, it's an incredible story because he knows that he has to warn the world that the Catholic Church has been hiding the emergence of the son of Satan and the coming evil to infest the world. And he says that he can't prove this on his own because people wouldn't believe him because it was coming from a holy person. So he has to enlist the help of a local physicist that he had done a debate series with. It's a fantastic cast. And this physicist and this Catholic priest together go to figure out the, the secrets uh, and to try to defeat evil. It's fantastic, I love this film. And then third, uh, obviously Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, I think this film is fantastic. Freddy Krueger is an amazing bad guy. It's super frightening because he uh, comes to you in your dreams where you're defenseless. And uh, the whole idea of these kids not wanting to fall asleep because when they do, they know they're going to be killed. It's a fantastic story. Uh, I love it because it's Johnny Depp's first film. I love everything about this movie. Uh, it's great. Freddy Krueger, obviously Robert Englund, the way that he played the character was brilliant. And love, I could watch this movie 10 times a year. Um, So I hope you uh, enjoyed my list. Obviously, John Carpenter topping the two with Wes Craven on my number three. Love you guys. Happy Halloween. All
3: right, The Talk is Jericho top 10 horror movie spooktacular is being brought to you in part by our friends at Steven Singer Jewelers. We know there's nothing scarier than popping the big question with the wrong ring. You don't want to do that. Let Steven Singer take the fear out of your proposal by hooking you up with the perfect diamond ring so you get the yes you're looking for. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and check out the Ready for Love engagement ring collection. And if you need some help picking out the perfect ring, Steven Singer has real expert jewelers on call to help you make your decision. Steven offers virtual video appointments, calls, texts, chats, emails, all with extended hours so you can get the help you need to make sure you get that Yes. Steven is not going to let you screw this up. And of course, you're going to get a great price and amazing quality. And that's why other jewelers hate Steven Singer. uh, But that's why we all love Steven Singer. Steven's been selling online for over 20 years and offers the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee and free shipping. Plus, he's got interest-free financing available online as well. And that's just the beginning. Gifts that say I love you every single day. Back with decades of experience and the comfort of your own home does not get any easier than that. So go to IHateStevenSinger.com and get fast, free, and safe shipping Stevensinger Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com
2: I said I know who it is. Oh, it's Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees? You've been out in the
4: sun too long. Jason Voorhees is dead. This body was cremated. He's nothing but a handful of ash.
3: You know that for sure, Mayor. Were you there? Did you see him cremated, Jason Bourne? I can't believe this. I will go with. I'm getting down to where I'm almost in order here. So my top three. Okay, so this is my fourth. Then Friday Thirteenth. Do you take a guess which one it might be? The original. New beginning.
1: New beginning. Yes,
3: I love New Ooh, beginning. That's controversial. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I'll tell you the reason why I love um, the, the, the hottest girls, uh, the coolest kills, in my opinion. Um, I love the fact that Shavar Ross, aka Dudley from Different Strokes, is in it, and we don't know if he lived or died. Reggie was his name. Once again, my daughter's watched this one with her. like every time they like a character, he either dies or disappears. <laughs> like, where's Reggie? Oh, uh, he's great. That's where. Um, Reggie's uh, uh, girlfriend, Reggie's brother's girlfriend gets killed yes. in the outhouse. Yeah.
1: A, yeah. In um, outhouse kick right now. Where
3: they're singing to each other. <laughs> I <laughs> know, <laughs> it's
1: so sweet. Ooh, baby, ooh, yeah, baby. See, that one, that's heartbreaking, too.
3: And there's an, another great song on there, too, when the two uh terrible leather boys that look like the worst, like Bowery boys. they <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to kick you, ass, I'm going to kick you, ass. You really up this time asshole <laughs> wow it's really job. bad and then of course they, they slam the hood of the car down on him but uh lots of great uh pretty girls and lots of great deaths and uh i like it too because one of the controversial thing is it's not jason
1: mm-hmm. and that was the See, controversy if it weren't for that it would be like pretty classic. Much perfect yeah but that is a pretty big but that point t- at that
3: point in time jason was already like How many, uh, this is where they started getting crazy, because final chapter literally Feldman chops them up in a hundred pieces. And then new beginning, they bring a new killer, which people didn't like. So six, then you start going down the the rabbit hole, you know?
1: Can you imagine though, if you were excited to see a new Friday 13th movie when it came out in the theater and then it turned out to be Roy, not Jason. It's just like, I can imagine being super pissed. (laughs) Good
3: point. Who the (laughs) f is Roy?
1: Exactly. I did not come here for Roy.
3: Jason voice to Roy Smith?
1: (laughs) Just some dude. All right. What's your next one? My Inspired 13th Part 6. Really? Six is up there for you. Yeah, man. That did not start going downhill for me. (laughs)
3: Wow. You liked Horseshack getting killed at the beginning? Yeah. It's
1: an amazing opening and it just keeps going. It's like it has more comedy than some of the others, which is why it's not. I have another one higher than it actually. But um it's still it's just really, really great.
3: Well refresh my memory on what kind of the the overall plot line of that one is.
1: This is when Corey Feldman's character is grown. Um, in five he's kinda like a creepy middle patient guy with glasses, you know. But in six he's more of like the handsome.
3: I know cool it's see like same in my head, yeah.
1: So he's like oh yeah, he's he's so fun. But actually, if it weren't for him, he, none of it would have happened. He kind of brings Jason back because he's like so sure. Well, yeah, I know. So, so they're
3: back at the gra- uh back at the camp. He's like,
1: I just have to make sure. He's at Jason's grave, and if it weren't for him, like all these people would be alive. But whatever. He, he comes tries. out of the
3: grave with maggots all over him. Yeah, and stuff, you know, I mean, it cool. looks amazing. Yeah, There's some amazing good.
1: kills in it. It's just, it's really fun. Do so
3: they go back to the camp again?
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess that's where it's Trying to think of,
3: I'm trying to think of one person who's in it. I don't know.
1: Tom Matthews, who is.
3: What characters is like? Is there a tough guy, a hot guy, a hot girl? Well,
1: Tom Matthews is the is Tommy Jarvis in this. Gotcha. So he's like cool. I can see him. I
3: know who that is. I'm just trying There's to. There's not of
1: really who's... any um,
3: like. Many H- how people. how do they kill him? At, how do they kill Jason at the end? Is that with the the motorboat or in the and the, the boulder? Yes. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good ending.
1: And it's got the Alice Cooper song.
3: Ah, oh, the man and the mask. mask. Yes, yes. that's with the. The um the motorhome flips and stuff. And isn't the girl from Can't Buy Me Love in that movie? Uh, she had a uh, she's she doesn't uh, she's having sex with him in the motorhome with with her shirt on. Oh yeah, Darcy night, I something or other. Yeah, she was. I, I had totally a forgot. big I had a huge crush on her when I was a kid because she's in Can't Buy Me Love. If you ever seen that movie, I
1: have. I love that one.
3: And she's one of uh, Cindy's friends. And now you can envision because ever seen. Uh, I can't remember. She shows him one boob, and she goes, there's only one titty as pretty as this one, and here it is, and shows him the other boob. That
1: <laughs> was and- a classic moment, for sure.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: Roland McDonald Miller's like, isn't this
1: great?
6: <laughs>
3: um, wow. Yeah, that was, I like the end of that one, too, because, once again, Jason is now floating in the, at the bottom of the lake until he's not. Exactly. <laughs> was Seven New York?
1: Seven? No, Seven is... Holy crap! Oh, is that's like the one with eight.
3: the the the. Oh, the psychic. The psychic. Yeah, TNS, yeah. yeah. yeah I see. Come on, now you're getting down. To it. And then they go to space and. Eh.
1: Seven's definitely not the best, and eight, I, I I like a lot until kind of the end is really.
3: I'm saying fire. six is where Jason jumped the uh, the graveyard. <gasps> How, that's dare my opinion. How dare Here's you! Here's my thing though. If you, there's a great documentary on um, YouTube of this Friday the 13th documentary, and like they, it's four and a half hours long. Like and the funny thing is, like, I watched it it's during like the Crystal pandemic, Lake and that was five months ago. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Crystal Lake Memories, and they show a lot of uh, kind of a rundown about half an hour in each movie, and it's crazy. There's only twelve. There has to be a thirteenth,
1: for sure. But for
3: some reason, they're not doing it. Maybe they will. They have to. They, they will. You know, and then that's not <laughs> counting the remake that they did with the uh, Will of Four. That one doesn't count.
1: Oh, well, we could count it, and then we have our thirteenth. Yeah, no, it has to be part <laughs> of the
3: canon. So it's back to me now, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so I'm at my one.
1: You're getting down to it now. Yeah,
3: I'm at, well, now I already said Sleep With Camp. So if, if I'm going with my top four, I'll say Sleep With Camp was four. And this is my top three. Now I can actually say these are my top three horror movies of all time. At number three, Omen 2, Damien Omen 2.
1: Over part one.
3: <laughs> Over part one. Wow. Also a watch along done with Kevin Smith, who was also obsessed with this when he was a kid. And I'll tell you the reason why. This came out in 1982, and they started showing it on TV in 1983. So I was 12 years old, 13 years old at the most. Damien is 12 years old, 12 years old, 13 yeah. years old. You totally relate to this kid,
2: and like, <laughs> what if
3: I was the Antichrist? And what if the Antichrist is? He said, which one of my friends is the Antichrist." You know, at the end, he goes to the to the to the school dance, and all the chicks are following around. He's beating up the bullies, and he's <laughs> he's outwitting the professor. And I'm like. What's not to love about this guy? You know, I, I wish I was the Antichrist.
1: I think that says a lot about you, sir. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but um, and once again, because I grew up with it, some great kills in it. And it's just one of those things. Everybody that finds out who Damien is, is gone in the next scene. And there's an elevator that cuts a guy in half, mm. which I still think about whenever I'm in an elevator. I do too. And then there's a guy who gets trapped under ice, which is a great Metallica song. But imagine if you were trapped under ice, how so terrible that would be. And the guy who uh, Kazarian from the guy from Mash, who's climbing up the ladder as the poisonous gas is coming, he can't make it and he dies. And it's just like Bougainville gets buried in the in the in the sand, and the other cat gets caught on the edge of a train as it hits up with another train and just impales him.
1: I always think of the bird kill, like the yes, when she gets pecked and then it's like oh help me and, and then her the eyes truck, get pecked yes. out.
3: And here's another thing: my mom's best friend at this time frame was named Joan Hart. No way. That no. girl in that movie, the character is Joan Hart. I'm like, this is too that
1: much. you out. It's
3: freaking me out. <laughs> but um, just the only thing about it when Kevin and I watched it, it the ending is really lame. It just ends. And like nothing happens. Like uh, Richard, what's his last, I can't remember his name. He's the guy that played Damien's father in this one. Richard Thorne. He was uh, William. Ha, 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 ha. He was in <laughs> Bridge Over the R- River Kwai. William Holden. He plays uh, Damien's adopted dad. His brother was Robert Thorne, who was Damien's real dad, quote unquote. And at the end, his mom dies, and, and, and da- uh, his dad dies, and then Damien, like, what happens now? He just gets in the car with Murray, the chauffeur, and <laughs> f- off. Like, you can't just take over the business when you're 12. <laughs> you know? Well,
1: he goes on to be president, so.
3: exactly. <laughs> and that one does not make the list.
1: But uh, okay. still,
3: uh, still to this day, when I watched that movie, much like Sleepaway Camp 2. And the other two on this list, I watch it at least once or twice a year. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. All
3: right. What's your number three? If that's okay. where we're
1: at. Yeah, and mine are in order now from here on out. So number three is Scream Two. Mm. Really? Yes.
3: That's interesting to me.
1: See, I don't know what. I'll, it'll be spoilers to talk about, but it's you just, no, you can spoil it. The movie's ten
3: years old. No, you're allowed to spoil it. I would. Mm. We're discussing this as film critics.
1: Okay. I think it's as perfect a sequel as they possibly could have made. Like, I had such high hopes for it, and it just met every single one. No,
3: Now, Scream 1, there was two killers. There was Skeet Ulrich and the other cat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that was Scooby-Doo or Matthew yeah, Willard, Matthew right? Matthew Willard. So, who was it in Scream 2? Because I saw it, too. I can't remember.
1: It was Billy's mother. Oh. And then Mickey, who is the guy from Justified. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember. Ah, why are you blinking so hard right now? Um, you'll,
3: you'll, they will tweet us and tell us yes, whatever his name is. People
1: will be like, "I can't believe you." Oh, um, Timothy Oliphant. There you go. That's Tim- oh, name. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. That's where I first found out he existed. He was really, <laughs> he was really great and really creepy in that. And the chick from Roseanne is Billy's mom. Oh um,
3: yeah 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 yeah. Lauren like, something or other, or whatever her name is. is what you're talking about. <laughs> um, here's the thing with the screen movies that was so refreshing. And and this, that was the concept of the movie. Is that after all of these, it's almost like when when grunge came in and took over, you know, heavy metal. There was so much of it that it started getting. There were so many horror movies, and they started just becoming bastardized versions of themselves. Hot chick, have sex in the woods, get murdered, creepy serial killer, final Very girl. Yeah, last was it last girl or final girl? Final girl, right? Final Either girl. Way.
1: Final girl, then.
3: so okay. scream came in and kind of turned all that on on its ass. And I love that one scene was Jamie Kennedy where he tells the the rules of what not to do in oh, a scary yeah. movie.
1: And it changed; it just like revitalized the whole genre, like it really which did. was kind of dying. People were kind of tired of it, which is hard to believe. But it just like blew and they, they took it on mind. head on.
3: It's great too because that's a West West Craven, isn't it? Yeah. See, so it's interesting to me that you have. Well, you didn't pick the original Nightmare, but did did West do Dream Warriors? Okay, but it's definitely a West. Influenced the movie
1: For sure For Yeah
3: sure. Interesting Yeah the, I, 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 I'm are you excited About Scream 5
1: Yeah Oh my god I'm so excited I hope that they I'm nervous excited You know what I mean yeah. I'm Like I'm scared To see what they do with it But also just glad That, that something new is coming
3: We did a, a bit on AEW A few weeks ago Where we asked David Arquette To be involved And he said <gasps> he couldn't Because he's in the Scream bubble No Because yeah Because in Hollywood Like you get tested every day And like it's super serious If you're making a, a big time movie you
1: know? <gasps> God, that's my dream. I would love to see him on there.
3: Yeah, on AEW? Yeah. Oh, you will. We'll, we'll bring yeah. him on. Yeah.
4: <laughs> hey, it's Ed Aborn from the heavy metal band Siren, here to share my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. All right, starting at number 10, we've got Basket Case. How do you beat the story of two brothers who have been surgically separated with one brother carrying around his mutant blob of a Siamese twin in a basket seeking revenge on the doctors that separated them. Yeah, it's over the top. It's campy. It's gritty. and I love it. Next up, number nine, The Toxic Avenger. One word, trauma. Even for 1984, this thing was politically incorrect. And that's saying something. So check it out. At number eight, we've got John Carpenter's The Thing. It's a straight classic. The story is amazing. And Rob Botine's practical effects are legendary to this day. At number seven... We've got Sleepaway Camp. Now, being a teenager myself in the mid-80s, uh, I've got a real soft spot for 80s movies that show teenagers from the time, and this movie is all about that. I'm not going to give away the ending, but uh, I'll just say yikes. All right, at number 6 we I've got George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Now, I've been a horror fan since I was a young kid, uh, ever since I saw The Tingler when I was six years old and wouldn't sleep with my feet under the covers for the next three years. I uh, loved horror and I saw Dawn of the Dead in the theater when I was 13 years old and it completely changed me. I recognized the importance and the magic that effects could play in a movie and I really became enthralled with the wizard who did the special effects in Dawn of the Dead Tom Savini. He's still a legend and uh, it's well deserved. Alright, number five. We've got 1986's Night of the Creeps. One thing I've always loved is the mixture of horror and humor and Night of the Creeps hits the sweet spot perfectly. So many great scenes, great lines. Check it out if you haven't seen it or watch it again if you have. All right, we're climbing the mountain. Number four from Italian horror maestro Lamberto Bava. We've got Demons. I saw this movie in the theater and was blown away not only by its story and effects, but by the fact it had the most incredible heavy metal soundtrack of any movie I've heard. I mean, come on. Fast as a Shark by Accept is playing as a helicopter crashes through the theater ceiling and the heroes riding around on a motorcycle in the theater, slashing up zombies with a samurai sword. Damn, makes me want to go watch it right now. Okay, at number three, we've got Reanimator. This is a movie that again mixes a little humor with its horror, but also keeps it dark and the effects are incredible. Great performances by Jeffrey Combs and the delicious Barbara Crampton. Uh, And this is a movie that will definitely redefine the term giving head. Check it out. You'll see what I mean. All right. This movie is number two, but it's anything but a piece of shit. Like I said, I love when a movie combines horror and humor. And Return of the Living Dead kills it. No pun intended. It's got old zombies, new zombies, half-dog zombies. And Linnea Quigley does the absolute best cemetery striptease you will ever see. Period. All right we've reached the top of the mountain and number one the evil dead this movie changed the game not only for me but for the industry in general there's a reason i have a life-size statue of ash from army of darkness in my media room this movie just set the tone for what horror would become in the 80s i remember seeing it for the first time and it had kind of a quiet start didn't know what to think But man, as soon as that pencil jammed into that ankle, it was a roller coaster ride for the rest of the movie. And it's one that I haven't gotten off of since. And while I enjoy Evil Dead 2, which was kind of a retelling with a better budget, and Army of Darkness, which definitely amped up the humor, there's just something special about the original. And Sam Raimi's just innovative style and camera work and Bruce Campbell's portrayal of Ash and his willingness just to go through hell for this movie just just have a special place with me. Alright, that's it. My top ten horror movies. Again, this is Ed Aborn from the band Siren. Wanna thank Chris Jericho, who's a walking encyclopedia of both horror and heavy metal trivia. Have a great Halloween.
3: Thanks to our friends at Nitsa for making the TIJ top ten horror movie picks possible, and thanks to NITSA for helping to keep us all safe on the roads as well. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train, and if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you may feel tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, but don't do that ever because to the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are. And remember this, they cannot stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. Think about that, over one mile to stop. And by that time, it's too late and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is you can't know how quickly the train will arrive, the train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it could end in a terrible disaster. If the signals are on, the train its on its way, and you just need to remember one thing, stop. Because trains can't. So what kook are we moving tonight?
1: Michael Myers. All right, so top two. Down to the nitty gritty.
3: Down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> and I thought my original was going to be number one, but I'm going to flip-flop the script here. Whoa. Number two, <laughs> John Carpenter's Halloween.
1: Number two. Yes.
3: Hmm. Uh, still, to me, the scariest, uh, the second scariest movie of all time, the scariest kind of real life movie, because once again, this could actually happen. The kills are all basically off screen. You don't see much. Oh,
1: yeah. but what you. you know I've ever thought about
3: but that. But if you don't, <laughs> in the shadows, when the boyfriend gets, the best thing is the boyfriend goes for beer and, and Michael Myers picks him up yeah. and stabs him with a guy stuck there. Like- that's what really gets me about that movie. And the suspense is through the f- roof, you know, But and then I forget people forget how it starts. And we've discussed this on last drive in. How does the movie start with a little kid in a clown outfit, murdering his sister and oh, her sister's yeah. boyfriend <laughs> while they're having sex. And that's why when, when you guys ask me like, what's your theory on Michael Myers? Well, he's the evil incarnate and this. I'm like, nah, eh, I'm not buying that. Why, why is he doing this
1: Dude you broke it down
3: And I went and googled Like what What the Greek word is For having a crush On your sister Or love In love with your sister Whatever that's called I said he's got a case of You know Parascoveta or Whatever it a was a really long word And I said <laughs> He is a guy A kid That was in love With his sister Doesn't understand what sex is, but understands that her sister is doing something dirty with this other boy. So she must love this other boy more than she loves me. So I'm going to kill this other boy, and I'm going to kill my sister because if I can't have her, nobody will. So then the entire human race to this guy, all women are his sister that deserve to die for turning on him, and all men are guys that want to you know do what they did to his little sister, his big sister. And to me, that's that makes sense. I like that.
1: No, that made it like it you makes know? me look at it completely different when you put it like that. I always just bought the whole, oh, he's evil incarnate, whatever. But you put that whole other level on it. And they course. might have
3: even never thought of that. But, you know, I just thought that was pretty cool. It was but probably, it's
1: very possible. It, also, yeah. You it, know, and that changes the way you why see it. Why does he
3: have to kill everybody? Why? What is it? What is it? Well, that could be it. You know, maybe Loomis knew that.
1: Do you like the Jamie Lee Curtis as a sister storyline, or do you like it better not? Like the well, the
3: ori- well, the original idea was that Jamie Lee Curtis was his sister, correct? Mm-hmm. But now, currently in they Halloween took Kills, away
1: that.
3: and what do they say she's adopted now?
1: I I think she's just nothing. They did. Have. They took that away. Yeah, completely. I thought she was waiting. That's part for of why him. I hate it. She was because he he killed her friends and stuff. But like
3: they don't say she's a- they just dropped that. They must have had an explanation for it.
1: They just she was traumatized by everything, so she was just waiting for like I think it's it's again the evil incarnate thing. And but she,
3: she, she, was, she, but her, she's she, Not Judith Myers She's She's, she's, she's not She's Laurie Strode Anymore Because she went up To other parents Like in the movie Right In the Halloween She's Laurie Strode So Because we didn't find out He was his sister Until part two Okay didn't they also Just say that nothing Happened after part one For this Exactly Yeah I got So gotcha. they
1: just they, okay. they got rid of Everything oh, yeah, Including that Okay
3: so. I agree with what you're saying It's a giant cop out But if that's the rules They're laying down Then I'll go with them huh.
1: It's <laughs> I refuse to go with them. They are brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> Pasha.
3: <laughs> All right. What's your number two?
1: My number two is Friday the 13th final chapter. All right. I didn't want to do two from the same series, but I just love that series so much. And I did. So good.
3: I did. I had two omens.
1: I know. So I, I figured I you'd go, go for this
3: one because you you like this one the
2: most.
1: Yeah. It's one of my favorite. It's my second favorite movie ever not just horror like I just I it's the first horror movie I ever saw actually and just hooked from there it's like wow you like you get boobs you get carnage like it's the first movie I I was not (laughs) too chicken to sit through because I I was like I had a huge crush on Corey Feldman like (laughs) way late um and so I was going back and watching everything that he he did so I got my hands on on a copy of that and I was like I have to see it through I have to know what happens to Corey (laughs) And I made it through, and I felt like a freaking rock star. Like, man, Jason ain't gonna get me. And like, <laughs> it was just amazing. So from then on, it was just like,
3: I, I gotta got be honest. It, I, I, I I originally had New Beginning written down until okay. I went back and looked through the plot and oh, kind of read them final both. Chapter. Yeah, I read. Sorry, final. Yeah, final chapter is what I met you. I had final chapter on the, there first, and then I went over to New Beginning only because of Reggie and because of the, a couple other things like the ratata tatatatu. I just remember that more but but watching final chapter it's really good. It's really good. And he's like Crispin Glover is just ridiculous in it and dead. also
6: <laughs>
1: dead, he's a
3: dead. <laughs> yeah, And then he gets stabbed with a
1: uh, corkscrew, corkscrew
3: yes. and but the uh another uh, it like, kills the kid's mom and like he, it's, it's, so it's really hardcore, heavy stuff. and it
1: has that scene where he's like sliding down the machete at the end it's oh, just right. like it's so hardcore looking I love it
3: and that's when Feldman shaves his head yeah. which as the teenage harp dog you're like what and they left some strands and it shit that's gotta be Tom Savini on that one it I was
1: imagine. freaky looking but it was like very powerful to me really well done
3: it. yeah really and that's also too. uh it was it was a really good looking guy who gets his head crushed in the showers that Peter Barton is his oh, name Oh yeah he was in the powers of Matthew star he had a show in the 80s and gets his literally gets his head crushed in the shower
1: there's some yeah it's
3: it's, it's at least right. they let them finish having sex before they kill him for the most Jason's
1: part. like really nice about that
3: I do love though <laughs> and I forgot to mention it in um New Beginning where they're having sex in the forest chick is super hot and then he she's like basking in the sun her name's
1: Voorhees what's her, that her last name's Voorhees for real yeah like in real life
3: Wow, she was destined to, to do that part. Yeah. He stabs the garden shears down and then puts them together. Uh, cut from the, she, the she stabs the garden shears through her eyes, and then rams them shut. So I'm assuming it would cut through her, like nose, like whatever your middle of your eye.
1: Yeah, that was so <laughs> oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, good stuff in uh in final chapter. And the producer wanted to end the series after that. And if he had wanted to end the series, that would have been a great way to end it. But Money talks, bullshit <laughs> walks, as Bobby Fleckman says, and uh, they had to continue forward. Um, so, is, is this? Are we down to number one now? I think we are. Oh my gosh! What if we have the same one? I bet we don't. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> um,
3: I guess I'll go first. Okay. My number one horror movie that I just flipped as we were watching, as we were doing the show, is John Carpenter's The Thing.
6: Hmm. Okay.
3: And let me explain the reason why. First of all, Wilford Brimley passed away this year. God bless him. It's so funny because he was like, I don't know, 80 years old or something like that. He was 46 in The Thing and looked exactly the same as he did when he died. So true. How the fuck that happened? <laughs> Kurt Russell, one of my all-time favorites, R.J. R- 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 McCready. And the reason why this, this movie to me is so good, first of all, the effects from Rob Bottin are amazingly yeah. insane. When that head comes up as a spider, once again, I show this to my poor daughters. They flipped out. <laughs> when they go to do the the... The, the the heart thing and then the, the, the whole body cavity just opens turns into a giant mouth. I mean, it's just crazy. But, it's not, but not only that, the story is so good because the alien can exist. And unless the entire human colony and all living things get wiped out, this alien could then infect the entire human race. And that's why at the very beginning, this one lone dog and they didn't get it in time. The very end of the movie is, it McCre- is
1: so great. And I, I think a lot of people would have that on like the greatest yeah. ever made for sure.
3: Because once again, it's very slow. But the end is so great. Where it's McCready and it's uh, Keith I can't remember, Keith David. I can't remember what his name is mm-hmm. in the movie. And they're just sitting there. And everyone else is dead. And there's just the two of them. They basically said before, if this thing lives until the fall, when the next crew comes, we're all done. So they're sitting there and everything is blown up and dead. And they're either going to freeze to death Or one of them is the thing and they're going to live until the fall and then kill the entire human race, right? And the best line, the last line is, what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's just sit here for a while, see what happens. The end. I love that.
1: That's so good. I think that probably is our number one most requested for the last drive-in.
3: Could you, could you get it? And it's pretty high class, it it's, would seem, right?
1: I know, exactly. Like, I, if we ever could, we'd show it in a heartbeat. But I think whoever has the right
3: Anything to. where you get into that high up the, the food chain. I mean, That's hard. Once again, <laughs> the two top movies for me are, are John Carpenter. And, and both the tones are the same. The suspense is the same. Uh, Thing has much more gore. But the, the soundtracks, everything. And once again, <laughs> I, I got to start picking better movies for my twins to watch. But like, they, they, <laughs> they hate it because there's no ending. I'm like, but there isn't an. Hate it? No
1: way. Well,
3: because because they, they want to see an ending where it's like rubber stamp. Here's the end.
1: I can get that. Yeah. You know
3: what I mean? But this one is wide open. Let's just sit here for a while, see what happens. We don't know what happened. You instantly in this day and age go online and look up all the different theories of what it could be I and know, all that sort of true. stuff. You know? So, what good do you choice.
1: think? Very good choice. Good have choice? you ever seen John Carpenter live? By the way, play his music. No. Oh, it's so good. You have to go check that out.
3: Is so what is he? Does he have a keyboard or something? or Yeah,
1: he does this whole like stage show where he shows like clips of his movies and oh, wow. plays his like synth music and stuff. And it's, it's yeah, well, awesome.
3: Once again, he, he's the guy that you know he wrote the um, theme for Halloween.
1: So
3: good. It's, like so, it's so, so it's 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 as good as Jaws. I'm surprised
1: Jaws wasn't on your list. Uh, it I could be.
3: I, I don't really consider that a, a horror movie per se, it could be. But to me, I was going more State out there. Yeah, I mean, because it, Jaws—it's be, like top ten movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Jaws, very dramatic. Is top three for me, <laughs> and then the characters and all that stuff. And the last thing I just want to say about the thing is that I love, love, love the fact that you never know who has it and who doesn't because it just like that. That's the thing—the paranoia. Once again, it's not the fact that there's a thing—an alien invading. It's the fact of what the other guys do uh, in response to that. And everyone just, you know, they're putting, Blair goes into the shed and this guy is going over here and everyone has to do their blood tests, you know, all that. There's that great scene. So just amazing stuff from John Carpenter. And and that's another movie that if you have not seen that and you listen to this podcast, go watch it it now.
1: For sure. 2,000%. All right. So my number one, I feel like I kind of gave it away already, but screen. Wow, That's really? It's my favorite movie ever made of all in time. history. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's just it ugh. The first time I saw it I was just mind blown. Like one, Like they can have two killers? That's crazy. And like it kept you twist. guessing like constantly and the rules, like we said, it just changed everything and i love everything about it the soundtrack on that is amazing i still play it like is there all like the time.
3: A, a, a big bands on that or is it just the, just the music
1: it's just the music i think it's it was like indie 90s bands or something not really anybody yeah, yeah. on it but but it's still like it's, it's really really good it honestly inspired me to move to la when i was in south carolina i was like one day man i'm gonna go there and i'm gonna make horror movies like this somehow because this is just amazing like I'm living for screen right now because it's just so good and all these years later it's still just so good.
3: so we basically we've discussed it a little bit but just getting a little bit deeper as to why you love this movie so much and why it's your favorite movie of all time I not mean, just horror
1: it just it influenced me so much it just was so unexpected so genre changing and just it's the opening scene is literally just like so no iconic. matter how many times you see it it's just so like I don't know it gripping gets you yeah it's just it's just
3: you know what I loved about that too is um it's a huge star in Drew Barrymore who's only at the very beginning like how they convince her to do that because she's she's a leading it was lady her idea oh she just wanted the yeah, very beginning she
1: wanted um to surprise people and and it was kind of like you know the way they did gotcha. psycho right so it's like people aren't gonna see this coming and so it was it was totally her call and what a great call. Like, when she died, I was like, huh? I'm like, kept waiting for her to come back. I'm like, maybe that was, like, a trick or something. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. the whole time you're guessing, trying to figure out, never did I guess that, like, I mean, originally you think Billy's the killer, but then it's like he proves that he's not with that whole little fake death thing. It's like, well, who the heck is it now? It's like, it's got to be Casey coming back, and it so it wasn't. Um, but that's Craven, though, isn't that, that movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's... His masterpiece to me. <laughs>
3: you know, it's interesting too. I I just love because when I'm thinking about that, it's like when I think about the opening scene, I get it. And this is how iconic it is I get it mixed up with Scary Movie with Carmen Electra. How dare you! But I'm just saying because like <laughs> they, they, that's like they ripped that off completely for their movie because that was the scene that everyone was talking about. You know,
1: Scary Movie did an amazing job copying like every little detail yeah. they paid attention like I didn't want I wanted to be mad at them especially because <laughs> I love Dewey so much and they made fun of him so bad with Doofy <laughs> true, <yeah>. stop it <laughs> I, I wanted to be mad but I'm like y'all, y'all like, rock that
3: he was from the short bus for sure that guy
1: he's actually working on the Lost Drive-In live thing that we're doing really he's, he's plays a part in it that's great I know I'm like Doofy <laughs>
3: <laughs> who was the 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 main, the big star that was in the beginning of number two
1: um, Jada Pinkett
6: oh. and Omar
1: Epps. Her, her death in two was just, uh, that was amazing. the theater, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh man. I want to watch them now. They're so good.
3: You know, it's funny too, cause I was, there's another movie that I should have put on this list, but I, I didn't, uh, time went hostile.
1: Oh, I
3: love Hostel. Uh, yeah. Me too. I mean, that, like I said, any of these movies can interchange with the rest, but I just wanted to mention it cause you, what you, what you said that was really cool is that you didn't see it coming. And that's one of the best things with Hostel was, is that it was almost like a rom com the teenagers having sex. And that's all great. And then suddenly, it <laughs> it's buddy buddy's head on a platter. Here he is, and then you pull back, and he's dead.
1: So you know, and the deaths are so hardcore. Yeah, and just like.
3: And Eli said that he, I think Tarantino was involved in that as an executive producer, and they were going through, it and he's like, the most likable guy has to die first. Because no one will see it coming. Was it the the, the Jay Rodriguez? He's kind of an asshole. And the, you know, Ollie, like, you know. Of course, my horse. He's kind of like the fucking studly guy. But this other guy was just kind of the nerdy, like, just everyday boy next door. And he's the one that dies possibly the worst death out of all of them right off the bat. You know?
1: I I love, by the end, you love Jay Rodriguez, though. Rodriguez does name? Yeah,
3: I think it's Jay Rodriguez, yeah, yeah. We could be wrong. But he's like At he's- the end, but at the beginning he's kind of the dick. It takes right? a while to, yeah. to warm but the up. point but being is he's they- like a
1: freaking superhero at the end. But then part two does him so wrong. <laughs> he's out right at the beginning <laughs> I too. <know>. But,
3: um <laughs> and that's why we love horror movies, because you just never know what's happening, never know what what's gonna happen. Uh as we wind down here, is there any movies upcoming that you're looking forward to besides Scream Five? Is there anything in the in the pipeline?
1: Terrifier two.
3: Oh, nice. Little, it's a secret. I we can't, can't say anything okay. about it. Okay, I can't uh,
1: wait to see it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I think it's going to be a little more fantastic than the first. Uh, kind of going into more arts, like his background and how he was able to keep coming back alive again, and whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, we after we've seen Jason Voorhees and all of his resurrections, as long as you do it right, I'm cool with it, right?
1: And the Candyman remake, I was really bummed really? that they had to postpone that because I know, of. Right? But I, when it comes out, I'm going to be like, see it and right I know you didn't
3: I, like it because they eliminated the canon. But the last Halloween, I really dug it mm-hmm. because Jamie Lee is such a <laughs> badass. And Halloween kills. I'm excited to see.
1: It. But she's like a badass that didn't have to be. Like, she wasted her whole life waiting for something that might never happen. Like, it just
3: that You know what? Hey, hey, listen. And you're right. You could poke holes in any hormone. But I love your That's the true. point of like... So she spent 40 years just waiting in a booby-trapped like, house yes. just hoping that Jason would she show was just up. in
1: a nutcase and she got she got lucky that he came out. But like like by the time he did, he's just some old dude, like just shoot him. Like you didn't yeah, exactly. have to do How
3: that. old is this fucking guy? Right. He's exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, whatever it bothers me. <laughs> whatever. Uh, good stuff though and uh, we're excited to see uh, some more last drive-ins coming up. Thank you guys are you. doing a great job and if you haven't uh, seen the show Go and Shutter and subscribe to it just for last driving like Aww. I do, because it's worth Thank it. You. But uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, happy Halloween. And if you're looking for something to do, we just gave you 20 things that you couldn't <laughs> work on.
1: Go do a marathon. Right now. <laughs>
3: what do we do?
2: Why don't we just
6: wait here for a little while? See what happens.